Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Megan. For years, we were stuck in a rut, always complaining that nothing ever changed for us. And then we realized, if we wanted to improve our lives, we had to put in the work. Each week on this podcast, we'll get into an aspect of personal growth, relationships, or just life. Through our own experiences and guest interviews, we hope to inspire you to make your own positive changes. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fools in Love Podcast. Podcast. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Fools in Love podcast. Today we're going to talk about feeling uninspired. And if you're feeling uninspired, unmotivated, or if you ever have, then this episode is for you. Now, as you may be aware by now, we have we have not been strangers to feeling uninspired lately. With everything that's been kind of going on in our life slash home situation and moving, we've definitely been really trying hard to lift ourselves out of this uninspiration and move forward. And so today we just wanted to talk through that and give you guys what has been working for us. And let's go. Yeah, I think just right off the bat, it's really easy to fall into a cycle of just feeling unmotivated. I mean, I often find myself falling into these cycles and it could be something really big or it could be something really small. It could be something as big as like a internal depression or it could just be me feeling a little bit off for the day. Maybe sometimes it could even be my codependence and you're a little off and therefore I feel a little off or the situation I'm in or the environment I'm in can really cause that issue. And so I find for us, like you just said, I mean, we're in the process of moving. And so we moved out of the house we had been in for almost nine years. And we really, we talked about it before on the show, but we really had nowhere to go. I mean, we were going to an Airbnb, which is where we've been rocking it since. But with moving my stuff out of my house and going to the Airbnb, so went my motivation. And really for me, the the largest struggle is that feeling of not being inspired. I feel like my head has been in a constant fog I haven't been creative. And so we've been through a season recently, thankfully a short season, where I'd fallen in a place where I just felt like I was living in that perpetual groundhog day. And every day was the same no matter what. Even with the minor changes, I was just so used to how it was going to turn out. And come to find out when you think that way, when you think you know how everything's going to go, or you think you know how the day's going to go, you really project on that day and it can go that way, either positive or negative. And for us, we kind of were coming out of a real negative cycle. And so I'm looking forward to this discussion today and just talking through some of this. And hopefully we help y'all if you're feeling uninspired, get out of that pattern much quicker than we did. Right. One of the main reasons that I know I tend to get uninspired is just based on mood alone. Like when something in my life happens and it really gets me down, I will very easily go into this depressed state. And that right there takes me from my creative normal self to just this feeling of like, I don't want to do anything. I'm so uninspired. I don't have an original thought in my dang head. And mood is very much a factor for me. And I think it's is for you too, because we both seem to have been in this like, what do we do creatively right now in our life? And can we even do it? Right. And we often talk about what you focus on expands. And that's exactly what it has been for us. I mean, mm-hmm. I need to take my own advice is the problem. But <laughs> when you're focusing on the things like we we're focusing on the emptiness of not knowing where we were going to go, of not having a house, of not having a home, and that emptiness carried on to my mind. And so I was focusing so much on the things that in a lot of ways were completely out of my control that I 
cease to be able to control the things that I actually could control. And then like you said, I'm, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not creative. I can't come up with a good idea. And then I start kind of kicking myself while I'm down. Like you, you're stupid. How come you cannot come up with something to talk about? Clearly there's things you can talk about. And really the more I focused on the fact that I couldn't do it, the harder it was to break through that ceiling and get to the place where I felt like I could do it. And another thing that we've really experienced in our life when on in times when we felt uninspired is just that feeling of burnout. Like when we've really just been going at it too hard for too long and we've had no space for relaxation, we've had no time for relaxation. I think that's another time when our brains just kind of shut down for good and you know, we just become like we can't get out of bed. I mean, even though we are actually getting out of bed, our brains feel that kind of like I'm just going to you've you've run me so ragged that I just am not going to function right now. I'm just going to you're going to survive through this time, but you're not going to thrive. So for me, the harder I work, the longer I work. Yes, it's important to work hard. Yes, it's important to work long. But I know that there comes a point when it's just counterproductive and it's not helping anything. And when that burnout comes, that's when I lose my creativity as well. I think that's huge too, because when you when you look at the culture, when you look at the landscape, when you look at the entrepreneurial lifestyle that's really glamorized out in popular culture now, it's it's almost like that idea that you're not working hard enough, which is that's why you don't have what you should have. And it's it really does a lot to belittle a lot of people saying that, well, if you just worked harder. And so we get this in our head and this this psychology behind the fact that if we just work harder, then we'll be where we want to be. Like you said, though, it's so counterintuitive. Like I remember back to my college days where people you'd hear about people staying up all night to study and then they go take the exam in the morning. How was that serving them? Like staying up, not getting the sleep you need, not doing the things you need to that you know you need to do to get to the place of where you want to be. You do so many things with this idea and this guise that it's going to help you when in reality, you find very quickly that it didn't help you. And then it almost leaves you questioning because at the core of all of it, you were told that if you did this, then you would get to this point. Hey, if you work really hard, then you'll get to the mountaintop. If you don't work really hard, you won't you know, get anything that you want. And that's why you're sitting there miserable or depressed or whatever, because you're not putting in enough effort and you're not putting in enough work. But I would argue that so many people get into the burnout that you were just talking about. They don't ever realize their true potential because they get burned out too quickly. And it's just not worth it to them to feel the way they're currently feeling to get to the place that they want to be. And yeah, you do have to struggle through some of that, but it shouldn't constantly be a struggle for you. I want y'all to hear that. It should never constantly be a struggle in your life over and over and over. If you're doing something that you should be doing, that you want to be doing, there's going to be a little bit of struggle, but there should be also some abundance in that too. Yeah. And I just know that for me, the more that I'm able to relax and take time out and not get to a burnout level, the more I'm able to be productive, the more I'm be, the more I'm able to really just lean into that sense of purpose and that sense of accomplishment. So the other thing that I feel for us has really led to some uninspired feelings before is just the environment. And as I'm looking around on my desk, I can have a very real 
uh, application for this one because there comes a point when my desk is so overwhelming to me that I have to stop working and clean off my desk before I can even continue because it just becomes such a problem in my mind. Like my brain cannot do anything more until the actual physical clutter is cleared away. So I think environment, whether that's your desk and your workspace or whether that's a bigger overall theme, I think that is a very powerful one that can really lead to some uninspiration and just struggle with getting things done. Yeah, and I'm sure y'all of you have heard it before, a cluttered space is a cluttered mind. And so you're sitting there thinking that you want to have more creative thoughts, that you want to have a clearer vision for your life, but then you look around and everything's in chaos. And you're like, well, what is this doing to help me get to the place? Because it's it acts as a distraction and you internalize all of those things. So whether that's the workspace like Meg was just talking about, whether that's the people that you surround yourself with, whether that's the content that you're putting into your brain, whether that's social media, I don't know what it is for you specifically, but you got to take a look at that if you're feeling uninspired because for all the issues and struggles that you'll have in your life, you have to get back to the core of why that's happening. And if you don't do that, you could constantly be tripping yourself up in a way that you're not even aware of because you're not stopping to consider that that might be an issue in your life. And so if you can clear out your space, like Meg was saying, it's a real simple application in theory, not so simple on the other side, but it's something that you should definitely be looking into and looking toward to go forward in your life and get past the current point that you're at. And I love that you just talked about clearing out space because literally the first thing I wanted to talk about to get back to that inspiration is just creating that space for yourself, whether that's a physical environment or just the time that you need. Just creating space is a huge factor in being able to get back to who you really are meant to be. Right. And so when you're talking about space, can you touch on specifically what that means for you? I think that one of the things that I tend to struggle with as far as space is the time aspect of it. My innate being wants me to be busy doing something at all times. And what that does is it, you know, makes me do laundry, but it doesn't necessarily give me time to have really cool thoughts and ideas about where we're going to go next in this business or what podcast episode we can do or a blog post that I should write. I think that I'm so consumed with, I've so consumed my time with just tasks that need to be done, whether it's for our home or our family or whatever, that it just really makes me lack any creative space to do anything. Yeah, that's tough. And I think that whole idea when you were just talking about that, the word duty came in my head. Like mm-hmm. it's it's your duty as a mom. It's your duty as a good wife. It's your duty as a good person. It's your duty as a good employee or employer that you are doing these tasks and doing these things. And again, sometimes that can be true, right? So like it comes from a really good place because sometimes that's very true. You do have obligations. You do have things you need to do. But where it becomes difficult is when you're not creating the space to actually do the things that you want to do that set your soul on fire, that light you up, that you know are in alignment with your goals because you're so focused on these little things that are constantly stopping you and swaying you and pulling your attention away. Because you 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 think about a lot, like I, I I visualize it this way, like I'm walking down a path and the path's very clear and the path's straight and maybe there are some winds in it, but then there's all these things on the side trying to pull my attention away. These little side paths that are like, Brandon, come here, Brandon, come here. And these are all the distractions in my life that are trying to pull me away from where I'm really meant to be. 
And a lot of times we can get off on one of these side roads and we can camp out there for a while, but we don't allow ourselves the space to get back to where we need to be because we're constantly distracted with the to-do list. Yeah. So I think my best advice here would just be really find something that can kind of take care of both of that, both that time and the environment piece of that space. Like for me, it's running because in that run, I'm able to not only carve out some time, but also just a change of environment, just a change of everything. And my brain can be way more clear, way more functioning when I've stepped away from all the other stuff, when I've let that to-do list fall aside just to enjoy the run or the walk or the nature. Right. And we know, we all know the things that help us. We all know the things that serve us, but we're all really good at discounting those things because I know that even if you're not into running, even if you heard Megan say that and you're like, that's not my thing, but we all know getting outside can help. We all know just being out in nature, being out in the sunshine can help or even leaving the room or the office or the construct that you're currently in can free your mind to visualize things beyond the current time and space that you're currently living in. And so for me, that that was huge. I mean, just getting out and doing our runs again, getting out and changing my environment, doing things and putting things in front of me that weren't focusing on the problem. They weren't focusing on what was the key in my head at the time and really allowing myself freedom to be able to explore new things, which allowed my mind freedom to not be handcuffed to these old ideas or these negative ideas or these depressing ideas that I had in my mind built up, much of them which weren't real or weren't going to be reality, but my mind built them up to that way. And I freed those shackles to be able to free my mind to be in a place where I could actually be creative again. I know it's crazy to think about, but it was that simple and yet not that simple at all without the awareness of knowing that you needed to do it. Mm-hmm. And another great way that we've been able to combat feeling uninspired is just consuming new content. And it sounds kind of obvious, I know, but let me just tell you that the more active we are on things like Clubhouse or just scrolling Instagram for new people to follow and new ideas and reading books that are good for us and listening to podcasts with different ideas than we're used to. All of those things just really cumulatively are able to pull us out of the, uh, this is the same old crap that I always hear and always consume and always know. Just when you're branching out and finding that new content, it can definitely like help spark new ideas and new thoughts. So I really have been trying my hardest to start down that path again because it has it has been a very big struggle recently and all I want to do all I want to do is go read my chiclet and I've been doing my fair share of that but I know that there's more out there than my chiclet and I know that I can kind of branch away from that and read and consume things that will help me feel my best self mm-hmm. and for me it looks a couple of different ways like to get that content in I have to create the time to do that and so it works sometimes just by allowing myself to be in the car on the way home to get our daughter and not putting anything on. Just giving myself some time to be quiet and silent and actually think because we're all so inundated with information all the time and sound that it almost feels uncomfortable, at least it does for me, to sit in a time of silence. So I want to go turn the radio on. I want to go turn something on. I want to reach for my phone. I want to do something that makes me not feel so uncomfortable. But sometimes you need to sit in a little bit of that discomfort to get your mind in a place where it can get out of the the just distraction you're in and be in another place. But coupled right with that, 
I found that what is really helpful for me is to get in because I I love to read to get in some of these books. I actually listen to audiobooks while I'm working sometimes. Sometimes it's a distraction, so I don't. Or I can listen to them in the car where otherwise I'd be listening to, you know, music or nothingness. I mean, like it's it's sometimes that's helpful and sometimes it's amazing to be able to get a podcast in or get an audiobook in and actually give myself some knowledge and understanding rather than just listening to mindless music or listening to a mindless, you know, sports radio or whatever it is, fill in the blank. Total side note here, but what are you listening to on your audiobooks these days? I actually have been listening to Russell Brand's audio original, which I've caught myself reaching for my dictionary a few times. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't think it could be, you could learn something from him, which I'm glad I just said that because it's put something in my head to say, and it's important for this episode too, in creating environment and space. New people, surrounding yourself with people that can encourage you and new people being brought into your space can teach you something because I've heard it said a lot and I 100% agree that every person walking the planet can teach you something. So don't ever discount people when you're looking at them because they're doing a certain thing or they have a certain role or they come from a certain background or they have a certain economic status or don't have a certain economic status. Because every person around can teach you something. And if you open your eyes and look at the world in that way, you'll find yourself way more educated, way more encouraged, and way more connected with just humankind as a whole. And I get that's kind of a little bit of a tangent, but I've really been reflecting on that. If you go out into the world and you don't live with blinders on like we often do of our environment, like I have this to-do list, I have this task, I have these things that I need to do. Why is this person in my way? Why is this? Why is that? Rather than that, you think about each thing as a experience that could educate and teach you and further you along your path and journey. Wow, is that a powerful thing? But you got to look at it under that lens to be able to realize that that's a reality. Because I think a lot of times you can look around and you just judge people instantly. Yeah, I still like Russell Brand's like a goofball. Yeah, like like just like with Russell have. Brand. I mean, again. The book's a little weird. I'm not saying I'm like 100% advocating for it, but like it is a good listen. But the point is you look at him and you're like, oh, he's just some, you know, English, you know, stupid comedian when it's like he's an intellectual marvel. But because my head is like, oh, well, that's who he is. And I'm putting him in a box. And aren't we all good and put people in a box? I'm putting him in that box. I could have discounted that and I wouldn't have got any of the knowledge that I've gotten from it. Mm, I love that. All right. So the next one is actually something that you have tattooed on your arm. And that is when we're feeling uninspired, we've got to do it anyway. That's right. I'm looking down at it right now. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, it's so much easier said than done. Can we talk about our challenge? Yes. Past, what is this? Past 13 days? <laughs> yes. So we've been doing challenges every month. And last month we gave up alcohol. Wow. That was a tough one. This month we've been challenge ourselves to move our body every day. And so we've stuck with it every day. We still got to get it in today, by the way. But we have felt so many times like we didn't want to do it. Like it was going to be impossible. Like we couldn't do it. Like, oh, we have our kids around, so we can't do it. Nope. Family walk. Oh, no, we can't do it because we got to do this, that, or the other. Nope. We're just going to force other people in our family to move with us too. Which we totally to, have. <laughs> which we have to make it work like 
to the point where we went to dinner with Meg's sister and her boyfriend the other day, and we legit went for a walk after dinner around the block a few times just to get the movement in, just to prove that we could still do it and not give ourselves the discount of doing it. But I'm going to tell you right now, I wear this tattoo on my arm and a lot of times it's a great reminder, but it can haunt me because I feel like I need to continue to do it. But I need the concert reminder, y'all, so much that I literally have it on my arm. I don't know what it'll be for you, but a lot of times you have to force yourself through that initial BS of the fact that, well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. You start kind of start sounding like the parents in Charlie Brown, like, wah, 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 to yourself. And then you know to call yourself on it and just go out there and do it anyway, because until you do it, you won't show yourself that you can do it. And those small actions, even better build momentum to get you to the place where you're going to accomplish those bigger things. But if you just sat there not doing it, you're not going to get to that place. So do it anyway, y'all. I love that you brought up the point of small actions just help you build the momentum to get going on the bigger things too. Because whether it's a million small things that you're going to accomplish or whether the small things lead to bigger and bigger things, either way, it's still progress. And progress is really the goal here. Progress is ultimately what we're after, I think. I mean, we don't, we know we can't all be perfect. We know that we're not going to just tomorrow wake up with this huge goal accomplished. It's going to take months or years to accomplish what we're all setting out to do, no matter what that thing is. We can't just do this overnight. So I think that just really setting up that expectation that as long as you start and you continue, that you will naturally build your momentum, naturally help yourself out of that uninspiration and just naturally build the muscle memory, essentially, to keep doing those things that are going to help you in the long run, I think that's a really huge way to kind of bump yourself out of this uninspiration and this just kind of down and unmotivated feeling that we sometimes struggle with. It's beautiful. I mean, beautiful sentiment because we get so stuck in the fact that we're not progressing or we don't know what to do to progress. And so we don't take the action to get to the place that we need to go. And we discount, man, we discount all of these things. We say, well, that's not a big deal. This isn't a big deal. That's not a big deal. And we even discount what other people do. You see someone out who might be a little overweight, like trying to move their body and you might catch yourself being like negative in your head about that person moving. I used to do that. I'm proud to say I don't do that anymore. I'm so like encouraged by people that are taking action and taking steps to do something. And we talk about that too, y'all. You don't know who you're affecting by just getting out there and doing it. We just got off an Instagram live where some friends of ours told us like some of the things we've said that were probably small to us in the moment that affected them and encouraged them along their path and encouraged them along their journey. So don't ever discount the stuff that you're doing and, and giving up on the progress because you paralyze yourself in a place where you're not progressing at all because you're so stuck on the fact that you can't get there or you're not doing it. And the more you're not doing it, the more negative you're getting and you're making no progress at all. Don't do that to yourself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I just feel like we can't leave this conversation before we talk a little bit about values because... Honestly, as we've learned over these last few months, just in our own personal life, values are the background, the the impetus, the everything for what we do. And without the values, it would be so easy to stay uninspired forever. I would maybe never come back to doing anything worthwhile. Maybe my whole life would be just Netflix and chill. I don't know. But 
I think that when you take it back to the values, when you really dig into what matters most, when you really kind of take that down to the basic, like, what am I living for? What am I doing this goal for? What are all these things behind this? That's where you can really pull from when it's a struggle. That's where we have to go back to when it feels like there's just no way for me to not be depressed, when it feels like there's no way for me to change my circumstances or change my environment or change how I'm feeling. I think that is what I have to come back to, the fact that I want to do this because this is how I feel best. I want to do this because I love my family. I want to do this because I love my coworkers. I want to do this because, because, because. And the more we can say those reasons and the more we can live out those reasons, the better we're going to become at lifting ourselves out of these fogs and funks that we end up in and never Inevitably, they happen, and the better we will become overall at just getting through them and pushing forward and making the best use of the days that we do have here on this earth. Man, that's uh, incredible because I always talk about the fact that your values, specifically your core values, that if you don't have them, you should get a notebook out right now and write them down. Get your computer out right now and type them out. You need to come up with the idea of what your core values will be. And they don't necessarily have to stay that way your whole life. Like this is going to be something that's fluid and naturally changing. But I talk about the fact that your core values are like the barometer for your life. They're they're what you they're your true north. They're like what you need to be looking toward to know that you're doing the things that you set out to do. And then more importantly, like Meg just said, why you're doing those things. Because if you don't have a strong why, you're going to fall off the fact that you need to do it. And I so often find myself comparing myself to other people and reaching for things that I want when my wants and my values aren't in alignment with each other. And then I wonder why I feel stressed or miserable. I feel stressed or miserable because I'm not actually living into my true self and living into my values. And if I'm not living into my values, then how can I assume that I'm going to feel great about myself or be happy or feel vibrant or feel like I want to take on the day. But if I can go back and say, you know what? I tried this thing and it didn't go the way I wanted it to go, but was it in alignment with my values? It was. Okay, cool. That's awesome. If it wasn't in alignment with the values, then I know that I need to do something different next time that leans me more toward my values and what I'm trying to do. But if you don't have your core values and you don't know what they are, this is a worthless conversation because you have to know what's where you're heading. What are you doing it for? Because if you don't have a foundation for what you're doing it for, you're never going to stay committed to it in the future. Absolutely. Your why and your values have to be bigger than any unmotivation, than any feeling that you have, because there are going to be days when it just doesn't feel right for you to have to do anything other than lift your dang head up. But that why, that value behind it, that's where the power is. So there you have it, y'all. If you're feeling uninspired, if you're feeling unmotivated, I hope this episode helped you. I'll challenge you to come up with your values. I'll challenge you to try some of these things, to create the space, to put some new content in front of you, to put some people in front of you and maybe change your environment if you're feeling uninspired like we have definitely done before and I'm sure will again. But we found that these things help us to pull us out of that hole that we can perpetually be in and get us to a more vibrant, happy place that we want to be. Hey, B, what did you think of that episode? I think it was pretty dang good. Well, what should someone do if they enjoyed these last 30 minutes? They should probably head over and leave us a review so we can reach more people. They definitely should. Guys, if you like the Fools in Love podcast, please go follow us over on Instagram at Fools in Love Podcast. 
We'd love to connect with you and learn more about what you'd like to hear. 